Hello everyone, my name is Rose Romandi from Perfected by Blood Ministries and welcome back to my podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you a stage number four of a spiritual maturity that I have personally experienced in my journey of, with Jesus, this Christian journey. And, um, and before we dive deep uh, into this stage, I just want to mention that again, uh, just to remind all of us that these stages that I'm putting them one, two, three, four, it's not like something like you graduate from one of them and then you go to the next stage and you don't see the previous stage and things like that. That could happen, I'm not sure. But my point here is the reason I'm dividing them is for teaching and better clarity and understanding. But you need to consider still that uh, you could be very mature in one aspect of your life, but you could be very childish in other aspects. And until this process, this cycle of maturity will keep happening and happening in all the areas of our lives until we all come to the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ, to the Son of God, and we all grow up into that full identity of who he really is. So that's why, you know, you may experience in a day, you can experience a stage one or you can experience a stage four in different dealings or different moments of our lives. Throughout our lives, throughout the day that we live, uh, we, we have times that we are alone and we have times that we are with Jesus. There are times that we are trying to overcome something. There are times that there's no overcoming. It's peaceful. There are times that you are interacting with people. You see friends, families. There are times that you see uh, strangers. There are times you see someone you love. Um, there are times, you know, you see someone that may be like um, not agreeing with you. They're kind of a torn in the flesh, you know. And there could be times that, you know, you're trying to overcome a sickness or times that you're enjoying their dance, fellowship. And we are like um, intellectual beings that we have multidimensional relationships. And um, throughout this, we are going to discover who Jesus Christ is. And we are discovering our own identity throughout every moment of this life that we are living. So that's why I wanted to point this out and say, you know, you could feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I just uh, acted really maturely here. But if two minutes later, you might find yourself acting uh, childish. And that is no condemnation for anyone. That is just a sign of you are growing and God is nourishing you and God is building you up and God is revealing to you who you really are. So now in the previous three stages of maturity, they are the main stage, the main things I noticed throughout my journey. Of course, there are a lot more to talk about and a lot more uh, under every of those categories. But usually, generally, what I noticed was, okay, I'm excited. I want. I know the truth. I want to share the truth. You jump in without considering everything. You just want to share what you found. And then you start sharing with people. Some people receive it. Some don't. Some start judging you. Some start coming back at you. Or some receive it with joy. And then you find yourself, maybe you're correcting uh, the, the people because they have the false doctrine or the wrong doctrine that you once believed that. And then as you grow up, you realize, okay, there is something uh, there's something called love that is more uh, valuable than the truth. Or oh, you have to always consider love first. If you don't speak the truth in love, that truth will kill rather than giving 
life and then as you start growing in this maturity in love you you're introduced to love you will consider people people more and then you realize it's not about me just saying all those amazing things it's about them also to receive it then you find yourself listening to people more than talking to them and then the challenge you face is okay how long am I going to, to listen and not uh, talk about this? If you say something that they don't agree, it could end up in a, in a very challenging conversation or, you know, they may not have a, an ear to hear it and what you say is not going to affect them. And then if you don't say something, then you go, okay, I know all these things and this person needs it. How am I supposed to reach out to this person? And throughout this challenge of okay what am I supposed to do should I share should I not share you find yourself times that uh, you know um, when you're listening you might be influenced by what they are saying you find yourself being changed back or changing to what the knowledge of good and evil that they are giving and then you're like okay now what am I supposed to do in this situation and now another thing that I noticed that brings us to the fourth stage of maturity in Christ is is that we uh, you're you're um, basically you hear the truth and then you start growing in love but the third thing that comes to you throughout this uh, maturity maturity is the a step that is 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 the place that you start understanding and growing in wisdom because you know the challenge is all right i have i know this truth and this truth has already set me free now um, how am i supposed to share this with someone who is not ready to hear it Okay, so usually the gospel messages that have been like preaching, okay, go tell, preach the gospel. And we kind of shuffled the gospel down people's throat <laughs> through as of like, I'm just being honest here. We usually like shuffled the truth down people's throat and expecting them to believe it, not forgetting. And we forgot that it's first of all, if there is something called the truth, it's because there is a love. There's a love for this person. And the thing is, this person has lost that uh, image of who they are in Christ. And they don't know that. And I have found it and I know it. Therefore, I am the one that, first of all, have to act maturely in this situation and understanding what's going on here. Second of all, is like, all right, um, as you're growing in love and wisdom, you start noticing that you you're being more sensitive to the spirit and you kind of you can discern the situation when you face with every person that brings us to a stage number 4 the discernment that the spirit is giving you and you know uh, as i shared it in pre- my previous podcast is like um um there was a time I shared you the story that somebody asked, told me about all these things, which I didn't believe because I'm in Christ. I believe in the redemption power of Jesus Christ. And this person told me, you know, um, all these bad people, bad things is going to happen to them because they did bad things. And now you have to consider that if you see things through the blood of the Lamb, blood of Jesus Christ, that is nonsense. That is not true because Jesus came and the forgiveness that we receive through the blood of Jesus is actually showed us right there that your sin 
that you don't pay for your sin because the, what Jesus did on the cross is greater than what you did in the darkness of your understanding. And please, this episode is not about teaching about all these things. And I know it might, some questions might pop into your mind, but I want you to follow along with me because I stay focused on what I'm, um, on this subject. And I'm sure at the end of this episode, some questions will be answered. But my point here is that when we were enemies, okay, when we were enemies in our minds, when God was our enemy. So now you've got to consider this. It doesn't say that uh, that God was our enemies in the Bible. We thought in our minds that God is an enemy. To us, and God has never been our enemy, and God never saw us his enemy. Do you remember the story of Cain? So now I'm going a little into this teaching here. <laughs> uh, so I feel like the spirit is leading me toward this. You know the story of Cain. Cain, after Cain murdered his brother, God came to him and he said to him, Where is your brother Abel? And all of a sudden he started telling God, He started telling God, I don't know, is, am I my brother's keeper? And God said, you, the blood of your brother is crying out from earth. What have you done? And then he started telling God, uh, God that, you know, I'm going to be a vagabond and I'm going to be, you know, wandering around and I'm gonna, my punishment is great. God did it. If you go and read Genesis chapter 3, God didn't, uh, or just it's the beginning of chapter 4, God didn't. God didn't say that your punishment is great because you did this. He, it was Cain who came to that conclusion for himself. So my point here is that we thought that we deserve punishment and we thought that God doesn't like us because of things that we did. And we were the ones separated ourselves. Because if you read the story of Cain, you see that it says Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. It doesn't say God went out. Actually, God came to him right after he killed his brother. Did you just see what happened? He, Cain killed his brother and God showed up to him. That killing, that murdering didn't cause God to close his eyes and turn him away from Cain. No, Cain did that. That's the effect of sin. Now, coming back to our story here, that when I am growing in truth, love, and wisdom, and maturity, I have different understanding, and I have come to understand that, okay, um, once I was I was there, and now I am the Lord has revealed this to me. Now I can understand where they are coming from. And now you can, you know the truth. Now you consider love and now you bring wisdom into this situation to know um, when and what and when to say something and what to do in every situation. So we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is a question that I ask myself and I have had people asking me, the same question that what am I supposed to do now here? 
So how am I supposed, I have a friend at work, she's always talking about this and that and this and I don't know what to do now. Then I have a co-worker, uh, it's like talking about this and that and I don't know what to do. I talk to them about Jesus, they don't want it, they are insistent. Then I have a mother, then I have a father, then I have somebody that, you know, they are still saying these things. I try to reach out to them. Now, not only they don't want to listen, but they also want to prove to me that they are wrong. So, wrong. so what am I supposed to do, right? That was the question that I had. And um, sometimes maybe I even get it case by case is different uh, with people that you are facing it. But now the answer is what is the spirit leading you to do in this situation? Because the stage that I am in right now, which is the fourth stage of maturity that I have been experiencing for a while now, is that I am patient with people. I love them. And the darkness of their understanding is not influencing my judgment over them. I judge them according to blood of Jesus. I judge them worthy of love. And I uh, I am waiting for them. I have my food is ready. And I am waiting for them to be hungry. And I, as soon as I discern the sign of hunger, then I bring the food in front of them. Did you just see what happened? That's the discernment we are talking about. That you're patient, but you are very, uh, you know, awake and sharp and ready. And your ears are open to see who is hungry and who is looking for it. Because no matter, it doesn't matter how good your food is. If you put it in front of someone who is full, they are not going to eat it. They're actually going to despise it. And they're going to say, this is not a good food. And they're not going to eat it. And even if they eat it, they probably, you know, it's not going to be a good experience for them. But take heart. I encourage you, get excited about it because this, uh, there is going to be a time very soon that they are going to get hungry. Okay. So this is usually like, this usually applies for people that you know them, that you are around them, that you may visit them, right? You are being patient with them. They are in your life. You're being patient with them, but at the same time, you are open to, to, to see the sign that they are showing you that they are hungry for the food or they're hungry for the water that you want to put in front of them. Sometimes they're hungry for water. Sometimes they're hungry for food, right? Remember the story of Jesus showing up into the well. They were hungry. Jesus told the disciples, go to the city and get some food and come back. And at the at the, and he's now talking to a woman at the well and the woman is drawing water. And now just pay, like, just imagine what happened in that situation. So Jesus is not walking around, you know, forcing down the truth. He's, he's a teacher. He might be teaching in a group and people are coming and going. But now he's standing in front of this woman, one-to-one conversation. It's different than when you sit and people gather and 5,000 and you're preaching to 5,000. That's different than talking to one person that is in front of you. Believe me, it is easier that you talk to 5,000 than you talk to one person. Because when you talk to 5,000, it will apply somehow to somebody. But when you talk to a person at the same time, that's when you can't just 
say the same stuff you said to 5,000 people. It has to be personal. It has to be something relatable to this person. This person has to understand and feel you care for them and you understand them. So now Jesus is talking to this um, woman at the well and and he he's telling the woman, woman, give me a water to drink. And now look how ready she is. Do you see? Immediately she said that word. Jesus knew that she's ready to receive the message of life. She's ready to receive the message. And now she says, um, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Why are you asking me for a drink? Did you see she's so caught up into religiosity, into religion. She's caught up into, oh, you're a Jew. I'm a, and she's probably had some conversation that morning. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Usually people talk about things that they are mindful of. So she probably had a conversation about Jew and, you know, Samaritans and stuff. And now immediately a Jew comes. You will be amazed to learn in this spiritual maturity that how many times God um, makes people ready a step by step for encounter that they are going to have with you. I, I am convinced that this woman at the well, God was preparing her through the conversation and stuff and bringing her at the well that when Jesus met her, the conversation will go toward the direction that she's receiving because her heart is now ready. So Jesus is meeting this person. I'm going to talk to you about two things here. First of all, this is the first time that Jesus is meeting this person. Second of all, well, let me just talk about the first one. Jesus is meeting this person for the first time. So we've been talking about being patient with people and understanding the sign of them. But there are people in your life, like this woman in the life of Jesus, that you've never met them, okay? In both cases, you must look for, you must be in the spirit, listen to the spirit and leading of the spirit and discern their, their journey of a spiritual growth and give them what they need for that level of growth that they are in to help them to go a little further, and honestly, this is not an easy thing to do. This is, this is not easy. Why? Because you need to be uh, in the spirit and listening to the spirit and leading you so that you don't um, overdo it. Okay? So now let me just, ex I'm going to explain this a little it's not easy because uh, it's easy when you are in the spirit and it's not easy when you are not, okay? So now Jesus is standing in front of this woman he doesn't know. Imagine you standing somebody in front of somebody you don't know. So now Jesus says, give me a drink of water. And she goes, I am a Jew and you are a Samaritan. You are a Jew, sorry. You are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan, not the other way. <laughs> you are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. Why are you asking me? Why? Because Jews don't consider Samaritans part of their family. They are defiled, I guess. And, and then G Jesus starts the conversation. Woman, if you knew the gift of God, right? If you knew the gift of God, and who is it that asking you, you would have asked him and he would have given you the water. And then he stops. He stops. Where is she? Is, did she get it? Did she, she's 
like showing this light to her and seeing if the light, if she's following the light. And we know the story that step by step, Jesus is taking this person into the fountain of the living water, one step at a time. He's asking questions. He's helping her to understand. He's like, he's helping her. She made the conclusion. He must be the Christ because she told me all these things. So now, in this story, as you see here, what happened is like Jesus started like having a normal conversation that anyone have. And he started turning that conversation into a spiritual message so naturally, so powerful, so in love and power that she went around telling everyone who he really is. And I think this is so awesome. She didn't get offended. She wasn't it's just like an amazing story to me. But my point to share this story with you is like, first of all, the discernment that comes by the wisdom and slowly and taking one step at a time with the person, helping them to understand who they are and helping them to see. Another story is the story of uh, uh, the road to Emmaus, that Jesus is resurrected from the dead and the disciples are going to Emmaus. Jesus shows up. They don't know he is Jesus. And he walks them through the scriptures one by one, helping them to understand because they were ready for it. And do you know what it says at the, toward the end of the story? I wondered and I puzzled for a long time until the Lord opened this for my, for my, opened my eyes to it. It says in the road to Emmaus, when they arrived to Emmaus, it says that Jesus showed that he's going, he's continuing the travel, but they told him, don't go. It's already evening. Why don't you come inside? And let's dine with us and we eat together. And we know the story that he went inside and he break the bread and they, all of a sudden, the disciples' eyes were open and they knew that he is Jesus. And the amazing part is he says he vanished in front of their eyes because they just saw him who he is. It vanished from the, the fleshly realm, but they could see him who really is in the spirit. But the beginning of, right before that, it says that Jesus showed kind of that like he's going, continuing the journey. He didn't want to go inside the house or not didn't want to go. He showed them that he's continuing the journey. And I think this is what's happening to all of us. He's drawing us. He's um, giving you a little to taste. And then he's waiting for you to see if you're returning back to him asking for more. And that's what happened because he's not going to force himself. Like imagine they got to the city and then Jesus, okay, now, you know, you guys, let's go to your home, dine, and I can continue telling you who you are. That doesn't, that does, that doesn't make sense in a relationship. He didn't just come to, the, to, the, to Emmaus uh, and then tell the disciples, okay, guys, now we have arrived. Where is your home? Here. Okay, guys, can I come to your home? We can continue the conversation. No, he waited until they invited him into the house. He showed them, you know, he's going, not because that he doesn't want to spend time with them. It's like he's in a journey and he will stop by and he will go to somebody's house and everybody's home if they invite him. If they don't, he moves on in his journey. And that's what it ha- what's happening. He is 
um, giving a little to make you thirsty and then get you one step deeper and bring you one step deep, deeper. Do you see? Sometimes we just push people into this relationship. Sometimes we just, um, uh, you know, trying to make them to believe in something rather than walking with them through this journey, show them the steps they need to go and let them experience what Jesus, have experience with Jesus and that you once had. Another story is the story of Moses with the God in the burning bush. And if you read carefully, it says that there was a, this bush was burning and Moses saw that the, there is this burning bush, but the, uh, the bush is not consuming. And then he turned to see what's happening. And, and it says, when God saw that Moses turned, then he spoke and said, Moses, take off your shoes. When God saw that Moses turned toward the burning bush, that's when he started talking. And there was a time that I was wondering, and I said, you know what, I was telling Masood, you know what, maybe that bush was burning a lot of times before in that wilderness, right? Maybe there was this burning bush before, but it wasn't until Moses paid attention to it. And Moses was curious to see. He was close enough to the burning bush to realize that the bush is not consuming. And then he's like, what's happening here? And then he turned. There was a curiosity. So he, he went to see what's happened. And when he turned, then God started speaking. So, and I think this is, this brings us to the, you know, this fourth stage of a spiritual maturity that I have personally experienced. With the people that you know them, you're patient with them because love is patient. At the same time, they're looking at your life and they're learning without you trying to say anything because you're living this life with Jesus and you're looking at your life and they are getting ready, they're be, being ready to hear the message because they're see, seeing another uh, someone experiencing and living differently. And God is working at the same process of time. You trust the spirit that God is working into their heart and protecting them and making them ready to hear the message of the gospel. I'm talking about the people that you know them. All right. So let's put them in two different categories. All right. So people that you know them. And then you find yourself praying maybe for them. And then you're patient for them and then you're ready for them to become hungry for the word of God. You design, you, you discern that uh, time that they're ready to receive a message. Sometimes that message that you give them, it could be a very short brief that will help them to think about it in the days to come and eventually wake them up into their identity. Sometimes they are so hungry that you can just feed them as much as you want. That's again the discernment of the spirit. How much can I tell this person? How much can they um, absorb and how much that can they receive the truth in this particular time in, this, in, in their life? And uh, um, so now that becomes the people that you know them. And you don't get influenced by their unbelief. You don't get influenced by their 
ways of thinking and if they ask you a question um, like I told you in the previous video uh, previous sorry in the previous episode that you know they, they just ask your acceptance then again that's a discernment how to handle that situation am I gonna answer or am I not gonna answer if I'm not gonna answer what am I gonna do if I'm gonna answer what am I gonna say right and no one has the ans- the right answer to any of those questions because it's not it's not a formula it's a relationship and everyone's different everyone has different personality and if you want to be able to be have the if you want to be the most effective person in somebody's life you must be the one who lives in the spirit you must be jesus must be so real for you than, um, you know, trying to give a message to someone. The message must, you need to become that message. Not your words, your life eventually needs to become that message. Now, the second part is like the, the, the other group or the people that you don't meet them. You're on the street, maybe, maybe like Jesus, woman at the well. That's again, that's place of discerning where they are at and helping them one step, giving them a little more than what they already, where they already are to help them to grow into this spiritual maturity. And this is mostly where I am right now in my spiritual journey that I'm going to show you, finish this story, finish this episode with a story that I had with you yesterday. I, um, Sorry, I'm going to finish this uh, episode today before we, we move on. Um, so because I'm, I'm talking, I want to share with you a story that happened yesterday. I mixed the sentences together. Um, so, you know, before I used to play, pray for people about like maybe 50 people a day, so a lot of people every day. But again, when I was doing this, um, I was really pushy at the same time. And I was just trying to, you know, I knew something, the truth and things like that. And, you know, it was me. I'm not saying everyone's praying on the street. They're pushy. Okay. I felt like, like this after that year's gone. But long story short, um, it it got to a point that I really, you know, I really pray for people wherever, whenever that I am really feeling that I have to go and do it. Okay. And that's where I am right now. Okay. Because I don't, I want to, I'm growing into something and I know where the Lord is taking me next. I'll be sharing with you a little, but right now this is where I am. I'm praying for people when I really, really feel like I have to do it. Okay. Um, and I just, in the spirit before I wasn't just waiting for the Lord. I would just jump to everyone was on the street and waiting and pray for them. I'm not saying that's bad. All right. I'm not saying that's bad. Maybe you should do it. Maybe there's a time that you should do it. There was a time that I needed to do this so that, you know, that I could break my fear and I step out of my comfort zone. And I'm happy I did it. But where I am right now is um, like I'm mostly um, I pray for people on the street when I really feel like I have to do it. But I'm mostly mostly where I am is like when I see people on the street, whatever conversation it is, I'm turning this I'm watching and I'm careful to see if they are open to receive the truth. This story of the woman at the well, basically, I'm in that story. Seeing the seeing people and see if they are hungry or thirsty to receive more. But yesterday I was just walking in the mall and I saw this young girl boy is limping 
and so they I was going down the escalator and um, he was going up with his mother so he was around maybe 10 12 years old and you know and all of a sudden my heart started beating so fast and I had so much compassion I just wanted to cry because he was he was limping and you know I was like okay we were running to go somewhere we came down you know the escalator and um, so and we turned to go and I'm like, okay, you know, I started praying for him under my, my father. Thank you. I bless the boy and all the things. And the Lord says, no, no, got to go pray for him. And I felt, I told Masood, Masood, I have to go back and pray. And he's like, okay. So um, I went up and I'm looking for them and I can't find the, find the boy. And all of a sudden Masood said, oh yeah, I found them. It's there. And we ran to them and um, they couldn't speak English uh, very well. So I was just, I just told them that I want to pray for him and he's, he said, okay, mom said, okay, they got happy. So mom just like lightened up, you know, like she got excited. And I grabbed the boy's hand and I started praying and I just blessed him and I prayed for him. And all of a sudden he started laughing and he's like, he's laughing and then he's quiet and then he's laughing and then he put his hand uh, in, on his head and something obviously was happening there. So I asked him what's happening and he couldn't really um, explain very well what's happening. So, so anyways, after like, I felt this, um, the door is open inside of me and this, um, heat is just going through my body into his body. And now, and then now he's laughing and I'm like, uh, I'm like caught up in the spirit (laughs) and praying for him. And it was just amazing. It was just amazing. He's like, he's just looking at me and he wasn't like even blinking. And uh, so, so I finished it. And usually I would ask them to check or something, but because they couldn't understand English, I didn't bother. And I believed the Lord and I, I, and I moved I moved on and we finished, we, we came with Masood, we walked away and we continued praying for them. And that's what bring us to the stage number five that I told you that I feel like the Lord is leading me into that stage. I have experienced some part of it in through my life with some people, but that's where I feel like it's happening more and more in my personal life. And I'm going to share with this, share with you, not now, but when I experience this more and it becomes really, I start maturing in it. But what I'm experiencing is like you step into the authority of the son of God. You stand and you said, this is what I say. And that must happen. You stand for people. You stand for them. You believe for them. Even though if they don't believe it or they are in darkness, you stand and you say, because I believe it, then this is going to happen. So their heart must be open. I just so quickly, I had a conversation with somebody who wasn't listening and I was like, I had to give this message and I knew. And all of a sudden in my spirit, I said, that's it. Ears open. In my spirit, I was just had this, you know, like um, rebuke happening. Um, And then all of a sudden, this person is sort of listening and understanding and receiving the message. And that's the next step of maturity, which I feel like it's happening more in my life now. And and it's it's where that you, you are, you stand and you believe for people. And I have experienced this a lot on the street when I was praying for people, but I'm mostly talking about the people not necessarily receiving healing, but listening to the message. They find their identity of who they are. When you share the truth with them, they would say, okay, I got it. And I understood it. That's what I'm talking about. 
not you know that's awesome to have a healing amazing so good but it's the next thing is like okay it's not about healing it's about jesus and identity the healing is important but the identity of who you are and stepping into it that's more important to understanding of the spiritual messages that you know god wants to share with you expanding your understanding of it and that's what you can stand for somebody in the spirit and um, and before like even they may not even know it but you help them to understand in the spirit because you're opening up their eyes in the spirit and that's where it's taking you're taking the position of the authority as the son of god okay this episode is getting really longer than i anticipated but i hope it has been helpful for you and you guys if you want to know more teachings please go to the youtube channel perfected by blood in our youtube channel and we have many deep teachings and stuff like this all right guys bless you and i'll talk to you in the next episode